Fucking that's it is so pointless. Like this is good. Yeah. Yeah. Torian looks like he he's applying to be a rough rider. <laughs> <laughs> like he showed up to auditions like, yo, trying to be a rough rider. <laughs> rider. Welcome, welcome to another episode of Rap in Order. I'm First Class Reg. I'm Torian V. We got Robbie Digital joining us today. Well, you got to speak. You got to use your voice. It's a podcast. Salutations. Thank you, sir. And today, today we're getting into the Rough Riders uh, first compilation album, Rough Riders Volume 1. It was released in 1999, April 27th to be exact. And uh, it went it went platinum that same year in June. It sold 285,000 copies in the first week. And it had features from, it had production and features from DJ Clue, you had uh, the locks on this thing, you had Jay-Z, you had Jermaine Dupree, you had Big Pun, Mace, um, Beanie Siegel, among some others scattered on this thing. So uh, I do wanna know how you guys felt about it. I mean, obviously we know about the Rough Riders impact around that time, it was crazy, thanks to DMX coming out that um, the year before that. So how do we feel about this this project as a whole? before we dig into it. I think, uh, uh, go ahead, Robbie. I think compilation albums like this is what made uh, Jay-Z's uh, Dynasty album be so necessary because, because of how well they set the tone with this album. Um, it's well put together, it's well organized. It was a sound that we needed. Um, it reintroduced us to the locks and took away all the shiny shoots and stuff like that. Um, it let them rap rap. It gave us Eve. Um, I mean, Jigga my nigga, come on, man. That was like a Soul Train classic at that time. Like you saw Shamar Moore doing all the dance moves on Soul Train. It was it's a classic. Like this show, this album. I don't yes, know. Did my nigga on, on Soul Train. He did. Okay. I remember because my little cousin couldn't say nigga, so he used to say Jigga. What's my mother's name? Jigga. What's my mother's name? Because he wasn't allowed to say nigga. So <laughs> this, this album, this album is really, really impactful. I think a lot of people know the singles, but no, don't know the album. Like all the singles are like soundtracks to our life. But if you told somebody to tell you where all these singles came from, they wouldn't be able to name this album. I think you're right about that. There there are a lot of songs that are associated with this album that were really big, but people don't know that it's from this album, but they know the songs. Um, T, what you think? Um so with this project, I, I enjoy it because there's certain moments and songs from the album that, that are pretty dope. The down the downfall to this album, in my personal opinion, is, is that a lot of these songs we heard on mixtapes prior to the album coming out. And I think that was like a huge deal when they were working on it, pardon me, was that, I mean, like, I want to say six of the tracks were on Clue mixtapes. And like, I you know, it, it was good for promo. And like, I mean, they still went platinum, so it's not the end of the world. But the anticipation for the project, they probably would have sold more records if they didn't have so many projects on mixtapes. Um, the album has really high highs and really low lows. Um, for me, unfortunately, the best song on the album is not even by a person that's a member of the Rough Riders. Granted, it was produced by Swiss Beats. I mean, it kind of, you know, it kind of sucks. Um, also, this album was Jada Kiss's coming out party as a solo artist. Um, so that was like like big like there were some like pivotal parts and another thing um 
I, I, it really frustrated me, and even when I was younger, that Eve's introduction to us, the song that they chose for Eve's introduction to us versus the song that should have been her introduction. Which one? There's only two Eve songs on the album. Well, which one do you think should have been her introduction? Oh, well, it shouldn't have been, uh, what, what's the name of the song? What y'all niggas, which I really want? No. That, yeah, so which which I want shouldn't have been a, a, our introduction to Eve. It should have been do that shit. Okay. Um, for me, like, and I get it. It was more like uh, which I want was more radio friendly, and you know, but the video sucked. The video was fucking trash. The video was garbage. Like everything just didn't work out for me. And I get like where like uh, where they were trying to make her like a crossover artist and everything like that. But I think it should have been the the other single that should have been like put behind or whatever like that. And I think they still could have like clamped her up. She she still would have became. She still would have became the Eve that we know today, whether it was that single or the other single. But I think the other single would have hit home a little bit more. Yeah, that, that shit really pissed me off. <clears throat> and um, obviously, oh, and obviously, um, before we get started, God bless the RP DMX. Um, you know, he he shined throughout the album. Um, he was on fire, like he he literally was smoking hot. Oh, I'm sorry. And last thing, uh. Drag on, so this was Drag on and Jada Kiss's coming out party. Um, it just sucks that when it was time to work on Drag on solo album, album his solo album had highlights, but I feel like his, like with this project, like it's like when he peaked, and, and that was because of Down Bottom. Mm. Well, Volume Two, he also shined a lot too. Okay. Yeah, he had, he had some good. He had some good tracks on Volume Two. Yeah, yeah. Solo tracks on Volume Two. I don't remember uh, Volume Two that well, uh, I, and it's crazy because I had I had the physical copy when I was a kid, mm -hmm. but I didn't really go to it that much. Um, so before we dig into the album, I will just to give some other perspective, like some Midwest perspective. So in the Midwest, we didn't really have well Detroit specifically. We didn't really have mixtape spots like that. We had album spots. So like you guys, you guys definitely know about the impact of Clue mixtapes and everything like that. Mm -hmm. But for me, from my perspective, when we would get a lot of those mixtapes, it would be from friends that came and visit New York and just grabbed a bunch of them and brought them back. So that's how we would get a lot of the mixtape circuit. So like when Torian is saying like a lot of the songs that were big for this album were already heard on mixtapes, they were brand new to me on this album. So like for this whole album, yeah, for this whole album, I really just really appreciated it at that time because i was all in on rough riders everything i mean x just dropped two two albums the year prior to this so yeah. they had everybody's attention but um we'll get we'll get into the neck into the uh album itself the album kicks off with ride or die which features uh which features stop which features the locks x drag on and um and eve and it's produced by DJ Clue Enduro. How we feel? I like um, this song. Yeah, I enjoyed it. This was a great opener. Like I said, the impact. I, I really wish that. Like I get it. It was a Clue song, and it was on. A, it was produced by Clue and them, and he, and he had the rights to it, so he had it on his mixtape first. Um, it was just it was just frustrating because it was I already heard it. So the first track of the album, I'm I'm already skipping it. When I was a, when I was a kid, when I got this project, because I already knew the words, I already knew the song. Well, let me ask you this, just in that regard, because I know how you feel about Dark Fantasy, and before that came out, we already heard like six of those songs. So, how'd you feel about that? Hmm. But I think that's age, uh, time side, isn't it? Wasn't asking you, Rob. Um, it was <laughs> a different feeling because I guess like uh. The way, like, you know how Kanye masters down to, like, the last minute? Yeah. The mastering was a lot different. Um, the mastering was a lot different. And, yes, even, like, we, we heard it down to him freestyling fucking bars from the album. It just it, it felt a little different um, hearing Kanye, hearing um, the songs from Dark Fantasy that we already heard, you know, through Good Friday and stuff like that. Because it, we, we knew it wasn't the finished version. We know what Kanye, he literally waits till like, the last until he has to turn that project in back then because you know I was before streaming was big. Yeah. And then I'll also say like Clue was so prominent in my life at that time because 
my father worked on 125th Street. So my father would literally come home with mixtapes in the car and stuff like that. And like that kind of like started like my allure of it because my father would let me listen to his mixtapes, but he wouldn't let me take them. So then I start I started dubbing them so I could have my own. So I would just have all these fucking mixtapes and just listening to them. And I'm like, damn, I heard six of these songs already, and it's the same. It's not like a verse. And sometimes Clue would do that, where like he would play like a minute, thirty seconds of it, and like then cut it off, and then you know talk his shit, or, or Clue talking all over it. But it wasn't it, it wasn't the same feeling. If the first time I would have heard that that intro would have been on a Rough Riders album, my my mind would have fried. Yeah. Saying. like the, the reaction would have been different okay i get what you're saying um and rob i liked it this was the first time i heard it because my uncles i lived i was in south carolina by this time so my my access to music was different mm. I did, one of my homeboys brother he was really big into new york rap so I would just listen to whatever he had, and that's how I heard it. So I like it. Okay. All right. So uh, we'll dig into the next song, which is Down Bottom. Fucking classic, if I must say. Um, and sorry, when I was naming off the features, I definitely should have named Juvenile because he stands out on this on this song. But this song features Juvenile, Drag On, Juvenile and Drag On, and, and, um, and Swiss. If I Swiss, yeah. Um, so this song in particular was huge for me. Um, I was a, I was a football player. I ran track, I played basketball. So this song was used a lot throughout, uh, my, Ooh, Reg. I'm sorry. (laughs) 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 Our listeners, um, we're we're also recording this on video and Reg was changing his, changing out of his hoodie and he he gave us chest. (laughs) Oh, you. Well, you, you got to put like red X's right there. <laughs> so, um, like I was saying, if, like being an athlete at this time, you hear this song to get hyped for again. This song was absolutely on the playlist to get hyped for before any sporting event. And then what also wound up happening was um, Swiss Beats, as we know, spent some time in Atlanta um, in high school. So he was used to the big bands. So if you go to a lot, any homecoming games for HBCUs, this production and this beat was used a lot. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of a lot of the battle of the bands used this beat. And it was just huge because juvenile, you know, in the South is is king. So it just worked out perfectly. And it was just like a perfect marriage of what Swiss was able to do with his anthem, with his with his knack for making anthems. This, this was like I, I want to say they used this in NFL promos and shit like that. Like this, this beat was a fucking monster. And so what's funny about this, because um, <clears throat> Juvenile, a lot of people don't didn't know Juvenile until Hove hopped on the remix to Ha, right? Yeah. And this was what? How many years prior was that? Wasn't that like a year prior, maybe? The Ha remix was 98. Okay. So, wow. So just in a year's time, he was already like out here like, out here like this and building with the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's I mean, I remember being down south and hearing hearing this song, and I think I, I wish I wish hip hop would nowadays would embrace that some more. Correction, I won't say that because um, <clears throat> what is the kid's name? The producer that that young thug has. Um. The, I forgot the nigga name. The nigga who produced fire, who produced fire, who produced the fire. Hold on. Produced- yeah. Um, Weezy out of here. That kid. Weezy out of here. Yeah, yeah. He's tapped in, and you can see that like he's like that embracing of big band sounds for schools allows your song to constantly be ever, forever played. Like this song will never get old. You'll always hear it. We'll be 80 years old and somebody will play this song and everybody will know it. There'll be a kid who's in band class who loves hip hop and this will be one of the songs he wants to play on the drums or wants to play in general. Thanks for repeating what I said, Rob. That was dope. (laughs) I said it better, bitch. 
Go ahead. Don't worry. I got, I got, I got my, I got my finger on the remove button, nigga. <laughs> All right. Do what you think is right, ho. Next song is what y'all want. What y'all want um, features Nokio the Nitty. Uh, Nokio the Nitty. Wow. And yeah, he, was going through, he was going through some name shit, man. Angie Martinez is very embarrassed by that man. I'll tell you that. Yo, yeah, she doesn't even mention him by name in her book. She doesn't talk about him like that. Okay, very weird. But anyway, this one is produced by Swizz, and it's Eve's coming out party. It's Eve flying solo. It's Eve being properly introduced. Um, how do we feel about this song? It sucks. It's it, it fucking like sucks. The song? The, song is, the song is annoying. Uh I don't like it. I don't like the like I just I don't like it. I don't like the, the sample that Swiss used for it. I don't like the video. The video really pisses me off. The video really like the video takes me to a place of anger. Um I just didn't need it and like I get it. Eve in this song, like Eve was apprehensive about this song as well. And they had to convince her to do it because you know Eve just wanted to do hard shit because you know that, that's what she wanted to do. And then she was fresh off the heels of being signed to Aftermath as well. And um I really um I really would have rather um Eve came out with like a harder song, especially because like I when I was younger, I'm a huge Eve fan, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. So I wanted her to come out with a hard song because you know, Foxy and Kim, they were um veering off into like a more glamorous lane. And I felt that, like, you know, Eve could keep that void going on, like, the grimy street shit. And she was with Rough Riders. So with this song, is a very polished, pretty song, very polished, very, you know, posh production and everything like that. I just didn't need it. I, don't, I bet you I bet you, if if Eve does, like, a live show, like, she hates performing this song. I promise you. I, I used to I used to really like this song because, like, I heard, I heard the buildup for Eve. So, like... I was really rooting for Eve because that verse on the Rough Riders Anthem remix was so good to me. I was like, yo, she's really spitting. Right. Was Eve right. At that time. Huh? She was Eve of Destruction. Yeah, she was really spitting. And I was like, yo, she's nice. And um, so she stood out to me because she was the only woman and she was holding it down. Like she and and I and always liked the story of how Eve had to battle like like 10 of them in the studio, like mm -hmm. all by herself, like she battled all of them, like and held her own. And that's what made them sign her. Um, so I always knew that she was nice. So like when I heard this, I was like, all right, well, this is a more polished Eve. And then I always, the pit bull in the skirt thing always stuck too. I was like, all right, that that's what makes this song that much better for me. Cause I feel like that's what they're packaging. Did you, did you know the story that uh, when she, back when she was a stripper, um, shout out to Golden Lady, my stepdad's old strip club in the Bronx. Um, when she used to be a stripper, I don't know if this is where she met Mace, but she met Mace while she was working as a stripper. Yeah, this was right around the time when he was going into ministry and he was kind of like battling with things that he was doing. And they were having a conversation because everybody was telling Mace, like, yo, she raps, she's nice. And she was telling, um, she was telling Mace, you know, to put her on. And, um, what I felt was really cool is, is that. Opposed to Mace, like basically taking her for himself, or Mace, like you know, doing something. He knew DNY could do something with her. Yeah, like, he was like, you know, like she already like did the whole thing with Dre, like you know, and that didn't work out. So like she had to make a living, she had to make money. Mm -hmm. So I thought that it was really dope at the fact that like you know Mace was selfless in that in that kind of sense. Like I know like Mace is like the butt of jokes, but like he knew DNY could do something with her. Yeah. Like, that's dope. And like he pretty much told her, like, yo, you you too talented to be in here. Like, you should, you should, you should be making music. You're a star. Like, what are you doing in here half naked? And obviously it's an awkward conversation because, like, you know, he's talking about God and she's like, nigga, what are you doing in here? <laughs> if you talking about that, that, but I, I think that was that's a cool story. And I think when we got introduced to Eve on, on the remix, and then you know, we saw the documentary for the Rough Riders um Cash Money Tour. And we saw that like Eve kind of wasn't with the shits, like you know, what I'm saying? Eve was very much a lady and very yeah. much, um, very much able to hold her own, and everybody respected her. Like nobody was disrespecting her. She wasn't like the jump off and none of that shit. I thought that was very cool. Mm -hmm. uh, so, um, well, Eli, thank you for joining us. Yeah, we, we just got the track three. 
which was what y'all want. But uh, before you share your thoughts on that one, what are your feelings overall on this album? Man, uh, going back to this album, I got to be honest, this is definitely not my favorite project. Like, there's a couple of tracks I, I'll take, but overall, going back to this, it just it, it didn't hit the way that it used to. That's, mm. I'm gonna just I'm gonna just leave it at that because I definitely bought this album. Like I had the hard copy and all of that. Uh, you know, listening to that uh, with the homies while playing NBA. What what was out at the time? Like 2000, 2000, one of those. Like just on the early days on the on the uh, on the Xbox. Days. That yeah. Back in the day, it was lit, but now it's just yeah, yeah. But we'll 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 get into it. I'll catch up to you guys. Um, okay. Well, and Rob, Torian said a lot. Torian said a lot, but he should stay out of women's business. Women really like this song. Um, they definitely gravitated to it. Um, I think, although it does have a little tone and cheek kind of sound, with like the jury. Ding, 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 ding. I still think women gravitated toward it and they kind of, she represented a different woman that we had not seen before. Like, because like, you have to remember how iconic, although Toria says the video wasn't that good, I think the video was very good. Like, it was a pretty big deal just to see her with the red hair and paw prints. I think that was a big deal at the time. Well, not red hair, but blonde hair at the time. It was a big deal. I think the video was spot on to what it was in the 90s. Because ordinarily, even with that kind of song, you would never hear somebody like Foxy or Kim rap on a beat like that, ever. So I think it was good. I think, I think Kim would have rapped, rapped to a beat like this. Foxy definitely would have got busy on Foxy that. Foxy worked with the Trackmasters, my nigga. Like, this yeah. was, what are you talking that's, you that's talking, my nigga. Yo, Rob, you make me so mad because yo, Rob, you really just be saying shit to like fill up shit. If you don't got nothing to say, Rob, you can yo, you can say yo, pass. Pass. You can do that. <laughs> that's a yo, wild. you put on a rough rider bandana and you got real tough, real fast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see how you feel about that next time you see me in person. Tough guy. All right, nigga. I'll see you we'll the next get... time I see you on the west side behind the back of the ATV like a passenger. We'll see, nigga. We see. Keep that same energy. You and your Rough Rider t-shirt. We're going to get into the next song. got a big bark for you, nigga. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Next song is Jigga My Nigga. It's produced by Swizz. Damn, like this This album really starts off heavy. Um, I'm assuming this is the song that you were talking about was the best song on the album. Dorian? This is the best song on the album. This is obviously um, really dope. And what I what I found out that was pretty cool is like, um, like you ever thought about this? Like rappers that have like the best songs that like reference their names or their nicknames and stuff. Um, damn, there's a lot of those. Yeah, I, I think it's really dope because like basically Jay Z knew that he had to do it because like a lot of rappers were doing it right. So then, um. What I heard is is that like you know DMX heard this and like that's how we got what's my name. <laughs> oh, like and because you gotta remember while X was working on his second album, like this project was being worked on as well. So like the presentation is like like so that's why like you know he shouts Jay out, but like he's like nah nigga what's my name? <laughs> it's fucking is it the, the competition and the friendly competition going on with them was hilarious. Yeah, it really was. Um, who has the best song that references their name, though? My vote is uh, my vote is Snoop Dogg's "What's My Name." Mm. Yeah, I think that, I yeah, I, 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 I agree. That's up yeah. there. He's spitting on that song, and I got to check out his new album. I know Eli said it was fire. Well, I said it was solid. I say it was fire. <laughs> All right, well, I'm but, I mean, is Hope the only rapper who has two? That's two different monikers and two different songs about his name. No, I think Snoop does too. He no, got I some mean, like Hove and Jigger, like to the Izzo and Jigger, my nigga. Um, damn, yeah, I gotta check. I gotta really dig, but uh, but this song, this song is solid. 
one thing that always stuck out to me on this song, if you go back and listen to it, at the very end, when the girl is saying Jigga, like she says it, she mistakenly says it again when she's not supposed to, and she goes, oops. That's Little Mo. You know that? Huh? That's Little Mo. That's her saying that? Yeah, that's Little Mo saying in the hook. Um, what I also think is dope is like pretty much like uh, on the song, like obviously, you know, the song is about Jay-Z, but to, like Jay-Z's, you know, talking about himself and describing everything about him at that time. Like he's talking about how he deals with women. You know, he's talking about how he's the dopest MC. Like it's just really dope um, listening to like the song because some people can just be like, all right, like, like the hook is so infectious if you can like miss like what Jay is rapping about. And he's basically just rapping like, yo, I'm the illest nigga out. And you think about it, when you listen to this project, for me, truthfully, like, this is the first song that I think about when I think about this project, and he's not even on Rough Riders. No, I'm lying. I think about Down, down Bottom first, right? Mm -hmm. but it, it features the person that's not on Rough Riders, and then I think about Jigga, my nigga. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like, it's, it's prominent to me, like, how this song is really, really the best song on the project. Let me see. All right. So we'll get into the next song. Next song is, well, Talking Money is a skit. So we'll skip right over that. And we'll go into Dope Money. Dope Money is produced by P Killers, uh, P Killer Tracks, and it's the locks. You know, it's Kiss, Chic, and Styles, of course. How we feel about this song? I wasn't really feeling the beat on this one. Yeah, I didn't really like the beat on this. That's yeah. That was like one of my main problems with this one yeah to me um i feel like this this track could have been this could have been shorter like yo now we in the times of just having like shorter songs like i really do appreciate the shorter songs but also at the same time like you know you got you got some amazing songs that reached that four five six seven minute mark but um being that this is just like a b-side album cut or whatever um this just wasn't it. Um, this this felt like a filler. If we're if we're being honest, like like yeah, we scrambling for a track. Let's just toss this one in there, and you know let's let's just let's just put this in there. But as far as like production wise, this just did not do it for me. I was at the point where like yeah, we still here. You mm. know, but I'm I'm good off of this one. Okay, and um, Rob. Um, I liked it, but I think I that time because I was thirsty to get any locks music, to be honest. Like you couldn't get any locks music like that and you know their situation. So it was just good to hear them on music anywhere we could get it. I forgot you're saying that because you were in, in North Carolina and you didn't you, and you know you weren't getting proper music. The locks was flooding the streets at this time, nigga. They was all over mixtape. Fucking her. It was everywhere. So that on a lot of locks freestyles, bitch. So um actually I was it was really dope because um if you were really, really like they were really pumping Jada to be the solo artist at this time. And I think just because like his cadence and the way he like you know he has a rat, he has a really distinctive voice. Styles and chic kind of voices kind of like sound like the everyday person. But it's like because at this time I can't agree with that. Uh Kiss's voice wasn't that distinct yet. What? It wasn't. When you go back and you listen to this and listen to Kiss now, the the raspiness is like on a hundred now. I mean, like, well, that, I mean, well, that's a given. Like, you know, that's that's coming with age. But he's always had that that that. Uh, go back and when you go back and listen, roughness that I know, I know. Well, no, his voice isn't like how it is now. But that's not yeah. what I'm. Saying. I'm just saying that no, like Kiss didn't sound like a lot of other rappers because yeah. he I, had basically he he had like a talent where he would say like gritty and grimy things, but it was very smooth. So basically, essentially, right, it was kind of like Murder Mace and Murder Mace didn't go pretty. And I think that was like the thing that was like the draw to him. And that's why he was the first one to break out because Styles and Sheik kind of were giving you things that we already were getting from other rappers, even though they were very, very talented. And I would argue that Styles is probably the best rapper out of the, the trio, but some people might disagree with me and I understand that that's, that's debatable. But, um, I just think that the locks were really like on the rise. You remember, like this was during the Let the Locks Go era and everything like that, and like they was doing the whole No Shiny Suit campaign and all that shit. 
Like even during on the Rough Riders Cash Money tour, like they will come out as a gimmick with the shiny suits on and then like perform Money Power Respect and then be like, nah, fuck this shiny shoot shit and like take it off and like throw it in the trash. So it was like this whole big thing. And at that time, it was really cool to say fuck Bad Boy and fuck Puffy. So, you know, it was cool because at that time, you know, that was when Puff had made the album forever and everybody was over it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good point. All right. So we'll go into I'm a Rough Rider. Uh, and it's Parlay. It's produced by Dave Jam Hall. <sighs> this is the most shitty, this is the most shitty RB song I've ever heard in my life. This song is pissed. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what they was trying to do, but like literally like this, the fact that this shit made the album is ridiculous. Like, I don't know what they was thinking. Weren't they pumping out the Rough Rider condoms at the time? I don't remember, but my point <laughs> is like, this, this was piss. This was fucking shit. Yeah. Like, I can't believe that they, they, they. They're still together too. I just looked, I just found their Instagram. It's a they were an R&B group. It says official IG to the R&B group from Rough Riders. Worked with Dragon, Jadakiss, Eve Cassidy, and Fred the Godson. Yeah, and like they still work in the music industry. Like they still do shit. They do a lot of backup vocals. They do a lot of writing and shit like that. But yo, fuck these niggas. Like I wish Christian <laughs> Rockefeller got more fucking attention and shit like that. Like fuck Parlay. The fuck. I think I think navigating R&B groups in such a thugged out fucking movement was tough. I don't know how they were trying to pull that off. And on the same album. Like, you just transitioned from from dope money to this was like, just terrible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> terrible. I think they just had to figure that out. It was trial and error at that time. Dope money and this one, this, this is where it was just like, yo, like, what the fuck is happening right yeah. now? Um, and then we'll go into the next song, which is a uh, DMX flying solo with Bug Out. It's produced by Swiss Beats. Which is eh, which is an all right, which is an all right joint. Like I know it's sitting at like a minute and a half, a minute and 40. Um this was this was okay. This this was dope for like the DMX fan, but going back to it now, it was kind of like, eh, I didn't really need this one. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a fan of R&B. I did not want to. I don't want to be saying I'm a rough rider. Like it's just fucking creepy. Nah, we talking about the what you call it joint. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm, still, I'm still stuck on how much that song sucks. <laughs> yeah, but bug, bug out. I wholeheartedly agree. That shit is fucking top tier garbage. This shit is terrible. Nah. Okay. So bug out wasn't. I think. I think bug out literally was X fucking around in the studio and they just kept it. Probably see that happening. Because you can tell how he kicks it off. He's like, yeah. yo. <laughs> like, yeah. I feel like he really was in the studio bugging out. And like, um, I got to keep that shit in there. That I was yeah. going like two balls. Yeah. And it's, yeah. And it's, um, and it's just a testament to how on fire X was because they knew if they left it, it was going to, it was yeah. going to pop off anyway. Yeah. It was like his, like anything X did, like X could have just growled on the whole track and it probably yeah. would have made the album. Took off. <laughs> Definitely would have took off. Um, I feel like there's a track where X just growl. Yo, I got that. I still got that video of X doing his ad libs. It's the yeah. first video. And he's just growling and then he just bang, bang, bang. Oh, I remember. Yeah, I remember. It's so good. Um, all right. So the next song is Kiss of Death, 1999, and it features Jadakiss flying solo with production from Swiss Beats. Wait, wait, wait! Isn't isn't the next track? Oh, never mind. That's that's number nine. So I I deleted that completely. That should have must be hideous. Yeah, and it uh and it's so this is Jadakiss flying solo. How we feel? Um, I get what they were doing. Like I said, they were positioning Kiss to to drop a solo record. Yeah. Um, uh, you want to know what's crazy? This song doesn't suck, but I really wish that, like, well, I know that the locks, they, they, they were like rappers, rappers, but I wish that a lot of their Hot 97 freestyles, that they saved them as, and, and put them on, or reused them and put them on actual, like, songs. Like how, like, um, rap, a lot of rappers from Bad Boy did. Like, a lot of rappers, and Jay-Z does it too, like, he doesn't waste freestyles. The locks gave away a lot, some of their best verses on Hot 97 freestyles. 
And that's kind of like what started their like their whole lore for me. Like it wasn't what they actually recorded and put out on albums. It was their freestyles. Their freestyles to me were like some of the best thing I've ever heard in my life. Mm-hmm. I, I kissed you some of his freestyles from Hot 97 um, and just reused them. But I know that like Kiss is such like a a, a, a wordsmith. Like he just felt like, nah, like I'm, I'm, I'm going to make new raps for these songs or whatever like that, make it more polished. Yeah, I could see that. Kiss the game goodbye has a couple of like freestyle cuts. I know that for a fact because I have the free I have the freestyle cuts. I got a bootleg CD that has like a couple of a couple of those that like you know reiterate like the same the same bars that he put on kiss on on um kiss kiss the game goodbye. But the album. But that's that that's a testament to to the locks. Like they they're just like these three guys that constantly just rapping like some of the hardest shit like you've ever fucking heard and. Everything that comes out of any one of their mouths, you believe what what the fuck they're saying, you know. Yeah. Even like even now, even though like we know like they're all like fathers with kids in college and shit, yeah. and, and like vegan, they got a juice yeah. now. Yeah. But I still believe that they'll shoot you in the- on his head. He's doing pull ups on Forty Second Street. Like I didn't even know you had the that. Crazy, in the crazy thing is like when you hear them talk to their kids, and their kids are like, "Yo, y'all made music like this." Are y'all are that angry? Yeah. No, they don't. Throwing somebody off the roof. Styles and Styles Kiss talk about it on on um on the Combat Jack episode of like the music that they made it and the kids going back and listening to it like yo, it was a different time. Music was way more aggressive than it is what it is now. So yeah, but you just yeah, like Styles' daughter, but like their sons, like they. They 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 ride bikes and shit like they be in the culture like they 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 get it. I mean, this is what his father said. I don't know. You could be. I could be wrong. Shay, sorry, ain't glad. I mean, You're it won't be the first. Time. Sure, you ingratiated in. I'm not. I'm sorry. Yeah, it won't be the first time you was wrong, Rob. I think our listeners know that. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all gonna fight? Count, yeah, we are. Count your days. Fuck. Count your days, Tony. Oh. Count your fucking days. Why don't we count how many miles you can run, bitch? Oh, come on. You know what, Tori? <laughs> I'm gonna get into the next song. Next song is the Hood. Let's do that, right? Is drag drag on leading this thing off, and it features Infrared, New Child, Beanie Siegel, and my song, and it's produced by Swiss Beats. Yo, Beanie so, Siegel, the way that Beanie Siegel kicks yeah. this off. Yeah. Come on, this gotta so, be a standout. Shout out to Cross. Uh, Cross is very known in the music industry for um, ghostwriting, as, as long as, as as well as Cross and Infrared. But I just wanted to like highlight that because like they're very much part of our fighters, but like they're like behind the scenes guys, and like they do their thing. And that um, Beanie Siegel definitely shined on this track. And that's another thing. I really feel like a lot of outside artists shined on these tracks more than the Rough Riders did. That's no, yeah, that's true. That's a fact. That's a fact. Yeah, you're not wrong there, man. You're not wrong. Damn, man. Every time I hear old Seagull, I just get sad. Yeah. I, I miss this guy's voice so much. Yeah, man. Um, but this was, this was a good joint. And I feel like I don't, I mean, I don't hear my song enough, really. But he always kills shit when I hear him. Uh, Let's see. Next song is Platinum Plus. Platinum Plus is by The Cross, and it features Mace and Jermaine Dupree. And that was nothing less. I mean, well, it was nothing, nothing that touched the title of this song. I'm good. Oh, on that. <laughs> this is far from being platinum plus. <laughs> One thing I will say is that um, J- Jermaine Dupri is a slept-on rapper. Like he knows how to rap. He knows how to get on the track. Yeah, and on so mm-hmm. um, obviously, Mace. You know, getting this verse from Mace was pretty dope, and I think it was cool because at this time he well. It sucks, right? Because Mace retired, but before that, he would he had plans to start his own record label all out, and he had like a distribution deal via Jermaine Dupri and his dad, and it was things that he was trying to bring on the table, and the um and DNY the Rough Riders were instrumental in helping him. Mace was being managed by Brandy's mom, and it was a lot of things he had on the horizon. So I think, like a lot of people think, like when he left, like you know, it was all. Like fucked up, like just how like he left like Puff and Bad Boy and shit like that. But I think it was more fucked up because like he had like signed mad people. 
and had like a lot of shit going on and a lot of stuff on the table that he just left out to dry and shit like that. And I think that was more fucked up that he just took the money and ran because he had got the advance and everything, like everything. He got everything like set up. And I think like Mace looked at his bank account. It was like, yo, I'm going to Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck all that. Yeah, um, he was like Platinum Plus. All right, I'm out. All right, well, we don't have to get into the Buff Rider skit, right? Nah. Nah, we don't have to. Because Jesus Christ. Um, So we'll get into the next song, which is Do That Shit. And it's Eve going solo again featuring Nokio. And it's produced by Swiss Beats. Man, whatever happened to Nokio? He's chilling. He still he still does production and writing. Um, and Angie Martinez is baby daddy. Uh, so this is the song that I wish was the was the first song that we heard from Eve uh, as a solo track. Um, this was very much what I feel like was in more so in in lane with how she was trying to like sell herself. Um, and I think she still would have crossed over whether or not. I just really really don't like which I want. I hate that song. I really did like what y'all want. I, I I really fuck with that one. Keyword did. Well, when I heard it, when I heard it again today, I didn't I didn't mind it either. It's still fine. I don't hate it. Okay. I feel like if it plays, if it plays in a pub, it still gets the same response. It's a good song. I think so too. Um, we'll get into the next song, which is Pina Colada. Pina Colada features Big Pun, and it's produced by Swiss Beats. And Let- is she glooch on this? Um, wow, this song is really bad. This song is so bad. Yeah, oh, his oh, face God. right now, his face is so, his face is so destroyed. What? That Eli. I really, I really. Is it because, had, is it because of pun, Eli? Hmm? I really, yes. really wish I had some of the bars memorized from this, but I sent you one of them today. Did you see what Sheik said? You didn't send me nothing today. You didn't see what she Yo, said? It was in the group chat. That was crazy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was yeah, crazy. That's from this song. That is Don't from repeat this it. No, nah, I ain't going to repeat that. I'm, I'm, I'm good. Oh that, let that, God, man that is crazy. <laughs> yeah, that, yo, she is, she is wild for that. And I was listening to this like, yo, the way I looked at my speaker, because my speaker <laughs> right, right here. It's always right here. The way I looked at my speaker, I was like, yo, did I just hear that right? And I played it back. And I mean, <laughs> it's just. You want me to wrap it? Yeah, go ahead. I see, I, I see coward in yours. What what up in my eyes? Big dick between mine. What the fuck between your thighs? <laughs> <laughs> That's a, a, it's a wild, it's a wild bar, but y'all not telling me that this is not a classic though. This is a, this, this. We right are telling you it's not a classic because pe- most people don't even remember this song. Nah. If someone says, "Yo, she and Big Pun got a song together," people be like, "Word, yeah." It's coming people, out. That's, right. that's a fact. <laughs> people would say that. Yo, right? It's coming out. It's on She's album. No, we didn't have it. Oh, that's a fact. Aside from Sheik's verse. I, I I love this record. I love. This I bet record. you do, nigga. This, this was featured on this album, and it was featured on on Pun's uh, Endangered Species album. Like this one, I love this record. I sit with this one. I I fuck with this. I don't know about Sheik's part, but that's another that's another conversation. It's not. Nah, it's not a conversation. None of us is gonna have. <laughs> um, so. We're going to get into the next and final song on this project, which is some X shit. And it's DMX closing this thing out. And it's produced by Swiss Beats. How do we feel? It was a fire closeout, but unfortunately, I, I don't think that a lot of people got through the entire album. So that's why it's not as hailed as it should be. This yeah. is definitely a top tier X track. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. This is, this is one of those X gems. Um, what, what were you going to say, Rob? No, I was saying I agree. Pass. Oh, <laughs> okay. And Eli, um, decent, decent record, but I mean, also at the same time, like I was already like clocking out at this point. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, it's a very, it's a, it is a very long album. Like, I mean, as most albums were at this time, around yeah. the time. Um, so 
No problem. You know, it's crazy no problem. how we spent like an hour, an hour and a half from from artists, and we still would be like, "Yo, I think the album too short." Yeah. Yo, and we get like twenty five songs and be like, "Yo, that's it, bro." And now I was, I'm not gonna lie, I was struggling listening to that new Slime Language album. Like that album is way too long for me. It's just way too long. Like, I don't need, I don't need an album that long anymore ever in my life. I'm you know good. What the problem is, Rich. The problem is. It's fire. It's fire. <laughs> That's it. Because one, you always shitting on Atlanta rappers talking about, I need lean to understand. And yeah. No, I don't. I never said that. And two, I don't shit on Atlanta rappers. Rob, they sounded like the timeline. So I don't even believe you finished the album. Yeah, I'm a young thug fan and I haven't finished the album. What the fuck is you talking about, nigga? I did like the song a lot. I like the record a lot. Right. There's some groundbreaking reasons. I'm telling you that right now. Yo, this, anyway, this battle royale is gonna be crazy. To close out, to close out, how we feel about this album. Um, let's let's wrap it up. So, I want to get to you guys' ratings. Uh, Eli, kick us off. How do you how how would you rate this album? Uh, I would rate this album a three and a half. And I'm probably being kind by saying by giving it the half, but you know what? No, fuck it. I'll I'll give it the three. Um, simply because at this point we we had our introduction. Um, we had already known about the lots. We already know about DMX. We already knew about uh, about Eve. But like you know, when we bought the album, I didn't know who I didn't know who Dragon was. I didn't know who Infrared. Dragon, was. Dragon. I didn't know who Dragon was. I didn't know who Parlay was. I didn't know who Infrared was. I didn't know about any of these guys up until just knowing the immediate group that I knew. So I felt like I felt like them giving us a compilation album was a little too soon. Because even even when we got to Drag On's um, album, when we got onto like Drag On's uh, career, it was still too late. It was a little too late in the Rough Riders uh I don't know if I'm using the correct word, but their uh, lineage felt like it was a little too, it was a little too short. Um, so we didn't, so I felt like for them to display the Rough Riders to the masses, it was a little too soon. So that's part of the reason why I don't think this album like really went over for a, a lot of people that well. Because we only knew about, you know, about the, the few artists that we knew, but we just didn't know everybody else. And for those songs that are on this album that highlight the other the the other acts, it didn't do any of them justice. Well, I don't agree with that. Uh, DMX broke out in '98. This album came out in '99. Um, I don't think that it was. I don't think that it it, it had anything to to do with like it, it it didn't work for them. X was just a huge star. And I think that you know, Dragon got like his little bit of shine, and they went on. They went on the, the Hard Night Life tour, then they went on the the Rough Riders Cash Money's tour. I just think that you know, X is a star. Dragon wasn't a star, and that's just what happened. Like it, it wouldn't have been any other way or whatever like that. I just think that um, for what Dragon like did, and like understand, like there was a bit like Dragon was a big deal when he used to be on Hunt Twenty Fifth Street freestyling and rapping. Like Puff tried to sign him. Like people was trying to sign Dragon. I just think that musically, he was too tied to DMX, and DMX was Eminem. And I just think that it wouldn't take off. I think that most um, rappers at that time that came out, like their rap labels, probably had like a, a good three year span of life, and then after that three years, everything kind of fizzled out. And I think that's all that happened. Like Rough Riders did everything that they could do, like two platinum albums from X, platinum this this album went platinum. The Locks album, Jadakiss solo album, Eve solo album, and then next up was Dragon, and I think that's where you know people started kind of like becoming exhausted with Rough Riders, and everybody felt like, all right, we like Eve, she's a woman, we can do, we could do that. The Locks only put out one album, um, and they were like kind of known as underground artists, so like they kind of like did things in the in the um, mixtape unit. DMX was a superstar. It's kind of all you needed from Rough Riders, and I think that's where it went. I think Dragon did exactly the the most that his powers could allow him to do, because he's still rapping now. He's still making music and he's still sharp and everything like that. It's just that, like you know, 
It wasn't nothing else. He everything he did was at the peak of it. Maybe he could have got a better contract and made more money, but that's about it. He was kind of gimmicky. Flame on, you know. Yeah, he was. He was very, very. What well, was gimmicky? But what I liked about Dragon was how well he rapped, especially for the fact that he had a speech impediment. Right. I always found that like really cool. He he got on the track with with Twista and held his own with with rapping fast. So like that was really impressive to me. Like so he was one of those that I was really looking forward to seeing how far he would go. Um, his first album just wasn't it though. So the opposite of H two O. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was just uh, he had that really good song on there with DMX though that that helped kick it off. Um, but as far as how I feel about the album, I will give it a three and a half. There's just too many big moments on this album to give it anything less than for me. Um, I think I think it didn't do much for Parlay or for Infrared or for these cats or across, but you know. Sometimes that's what the gamble is with compilation albums is the fact that it's not gonna it's not it's not gonna be you know a pot of gold for everybody that's in the crew, but some people are gonna hit and some people are gonna stick. Um right. it's kind of a way to see, yeah, it's kind of a way to to kind of test the waters and see who the public is gonna gravitate toward. And we kind of oh. already picked in the pot of who we wanted. Right. What was you gonna say? I was gonna say, oh, I give it three out of five waffles. I didn't. I didn't okay. get my already. Okay, and then um, so yeah, just overall, I like I like what this album offered me. I like for as a DMX fan, he was he was barely on this album, but um, his presence was still felt. Like it felt like he was still you know lingering, and I, I like that about it. Uh, even you know Rough Riders and Friends, you could say, because you got the Jay Jay Z feature, which which carried this album. Um. But yeah, I'm I'm comfortable with a three and a half for this. I yeah. think it gave me some moments that I absolutely adore, like that I that I really loved. Um, Rob, what would you say? Three and a half, solid three and a half. Um, I still go. We still still hear all of these singles. Um, big record, like I said from the beginning of the episode. Um, it's just cool that if anybody asks where these records were laying at or where to find them, you know they're all on this one compilation album. Yeah. Well, I feel like we only had three records from this album. I could believe that, yeah. Like a solid yeah, three or four. What, what you want and down bottom, that's it. Yeah, I can't argue with that because this is- And, that, and those are back to back to back. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's a really, I just really like that that uh that that opening. I mean, we don't hear it, but I really like that opening. Yeah. Yeah. Um goes, man. Yeah, and that's and that's it. So, I guess we're all we all gave our ratings. Um we got our Twitter back, motherfuckers. Hit us up on Twitter, FKB underscore online, Instagram, first class breakfast, class with a K. Um, follow us on all of that shit. And this been rapping order. I'm first class Reg. I'm Torian BZ. Rest in peace to DMX. We out of here. Give me your fucking money. <laughs>